Hey there, welcome to Not Your Ordinary Girl, a podcast for professionals looking to find their voice, define their brand, and maximize their impact. Episodes are a collection of lessons from real life, interviews with people doing incredible things, tips and tools to get you on your way to realizing your infinite career possibilities. Hey there. So today I wanted to talk about three things you can do to really improve your LinkedIn. LinkedIn has become such a great tool for networking and looking for jobs, getting in contact with old colleagues or old college friends, family members, people that you know around the world. It's just a great professional networking tool. And I wanted to talk about just a couple quick things because I get a lot of questions about if you could do one or two things to your LinkedIn profile to make sure that it really stands out, what are they? Okay, so the first one is your about section. That's summary up at the top. Now, I'm already assuming that you've got a picture, right? That's not really on the list, but if you don't have a picture, get a picture. Put a picture up there because everybody likes to know who they're talking to, right? And if you can, it should definitely be some kind of a professional headshot. You don't have to go and pay a lot of money to have it done. You could ask a friend to do it or a colleague or a spouse or a family member. Try and find some kind of really simple background. Make sure you're, you're, you're looking good that day. Your hair is combed and you know maybe you've got a, a business top on of some sort. Maybe you've got a blazer or a jacket because it doesn't have to be the full shot, just your head, but look professional. Okay, so that's a separate one. But the about section right below your picture is an opportunity for you to basically introduce yourself to the LinkedIn world. LinkedIn has lots of tools. You can go in and they've got their whole help section and they've got all kinds of tutorials and things like that to help you maximize that section. And I found that they've got some really good things in there. And working with people on their LinkedIn profiles, the two keys that I would draw out of there are you can write it in the first person or you can write it in the third person. I encourage you to do it in whatever is most like you. I look at this as kind of when you go and you meet somebody at a networking event, that very first introduction, hi, my name is and then you launch into your elevator pitch, right? Maybe your 30 seconds of this is where I work, this is what I do, this is what I'm all about, okay? So whatever tone you would take with those folks, if you are interested in hobbies and other things like that, and that's right where you go, maybe you just tell them your title at work and then you say, you know, I'm an avid backpacker, I'm an avid hiker, I love to play hockey, or I like to watch baseball, whatever it is, a little bit of personal flair that goes into it, add that into your about section. But this should feel like you. I read a lot of different about sections and some of them are phenomenal. They really are and it gives me a sense. I see the picture, I read the about, and I I feel like I know that person just a little bit. 
And those are my favorite ones. Those are the ones that I really look further on the page because, again, it's supposed to be a meaningful connection between you and whomever it is that is looking at your profile. If you're looking for a job and they're Googling you or they're looking you up on LinkedIn, they're going to look at that to be able to determine who exactly is it that I'm talking to here. Who exactly are we considering hiring? considering bringing in for an interview, considering following up on making a job offer, whatever it may be. That section, that summary about section there of what you're writing, think of it in those lines. If you were an employer or you were a colleague and you wanted to know a little bit about this new person that came to you for a job, what would you want to know about that person? What kind of feel would you want to get from that person? Okay, so think about that first and then think about yourself. Think about what is the tone that I want to strike here? Do I want to be very strictly professional? Do I want it to be very straight laced? This is who I am. This is my title. This is what I do. Very, very structured, regimented, and dry. If that is your personality, go with it, right? Don't try to be someone you're not. Because eventually, if you were to go and work with this person or get a job for this company, you have to be you. So they're going to figure out that whatever was up there was kind of bogus, okay? So be genuine. If you are a funny person and you can throw a little bit of a quip or two in there because you make them laugh, or if you are passionate about certain areas of philanthropy or hobbies, things like that that you like, see if you can't work those into there. And it's important to be careful with the keywords. Everything nowadays, it's all about keywords, keywords, keywords. All of these different tools that that companies use to um, check the keywords and, and find out if you match their qualifications or whatever it is. You're going to have lots of keywords down through your experience. You can put a few in there, but don't be so focused on making sure that you hit all the keywords in this section. Be more focused on portraying who you are and what you bring to the table as a person, as as an employee. What is it that you bring? So you may be super organized, but why does that matter to them? And how has that benefited you? Give examples. Be specific, right? Instead of saying something like, I'm an organized person, say something along the lines of, organization is my passion, I've leveraged it to do blah, 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 or I've used it in this experience and that experience, yada, yada, right? These are the different ways that you can use it without sounding like you have gone through the list of the most popular words of the month and thrown them all in there. Because If you're just one of another 150,000 people that are using those same keywords, why does that stand out and why should they stick on your page? If you are talking from your heart, from your personality and who you are, that grabs people and they'll stick around and read. You may not grab everybody. I'm not everybody's cup of tea. You're not everybody's cup of tea. Nobody is, right? Just try to be you and connect on that level. The next section is the skills section, and they've really brought in this out so that there's so many different skills, so many specific things you can put there. I think you can write in some of your own. You can prioritize them. You can group them. People can endorse you on them. Try to really build up that section. 
And if you are in a position where you're applying for jobs, you want to kind of shift those around so that the skills that are applicable to the positions you're applying for are the ones that show automatically. They usually have three sections that show unless you have to click the read more. So if you're looking for a job in, say, computer programming, make sure that anything applying to computer programming that you have in your skill set is at the top of those. If you have endorsements for those, make sure those are at the top. If you also have experience in, say, teaching, but you're not applying for teaching jobs, those are still okay to be in there, but make sure that those are down a little bit further because you want the ones that are going to catch the eye of the potential employers you're looking to catch the eye of, right? So you kind of move those around. The last is in how you connect with people on LinkedIn. I'll be the first to admit when I was first starting to build up my LinkedIn profile, I, you know, you reach out to all your old colleagues or anybody that kind of pops up automatically and hit connect, connect, connect. And you watch and you see who these people, sometimes it's people you work with every day and you see them every day and you're just connecting and that's no big deal. But some folks from your past or that you don't know or in similar fields or other people that you're interested in connecting with, just hitting connect to them. And and LinkedIn has a little pop-up that says, you know, you're more likely to make friends if you add a personal note. This is so true. This is so true. I I have to say that I've been connected by several people and I've been very impressed with the message that they sent, both by people that I know kind of peripherally and people that I don't know. And they've sent me a nice little note saying, you know, this is who I am. This is why I want to connect. They're very polite and respectful and you send it, would you please connect? And they're basically asking me to connect instead of hitting that connect button and wondering why, well, why didn't she accept my connection? I'm much more likely to accept a connect if there's a note, if I don't know who they are. Now, again, if you are sending a note to somebody, perhaps it's someone that you see all the time, not necessarily a factor, but if it's someone that you don't know, or say there's there's um, some opportunities that you're looking at in an organization and you want to connect with somebody at that organization, you can use LinkedIn to look for the organization, find somebody in there. A lot of times, you know how it has your little first and second and third tier? If it's somebody in your second tier, that means someone you know are, and are connected with are connected to that person. You can always send a connection notice with a note saying, hey, I'm reading about this company. I'm very interested in what it is that they do there. I noticed that you and I share a connection in whomever it is, so-and-so. Would you be interested in connecting? I'd love to talk more about your firm. I'd love more to talk about your project. Maybe they didn't put an article up that you were interested in. I'm very interested in hearing more about this article. There is the chance that they'll look at it and be, who is this person? I'm not connecting with them. Denied. Sure, that could happen. I find that more often than not, it doesn't happen. I think what oftentimes happens is it takes a lot of time and then suddenly you get a connection and you think, oh, where was that person? Oh, yeah, I emailed them about connecting weeks and weeks and weeks ago. I guess they finally logged in. Don't get discouraged by that because not everybody's on LinkedIn every day, right? So just because they don't acknowledge you doesn't mean that they've shot you down. It could mean that they just haven't been online for a while. 
And that little setting that says when you're online or not online, it doesn't show to be an automatic on. So they may not have even checked that so people know, right? The benefits of putting that little note in there are great because perhaps you do get that person at that organization who wrote that article to connect back and say, hey, thanks. I really appreciate your your kind words about my article or hey, thanks. You know, yeah, it's a great company to work for. I'd be happy to answer any questions. It may lead nowhere. Is it going to lead to a job? Is it going to lead to to a great lead? I don't know. But you never know what it could lead to. You know, perhaps it leads to a new connection that ends up being somebody that can help you out in some way or you can help them out. Perhaps it's someone that knows another person that has a job opening and you get to talking and they say, hey, you should look at this organization. We don't have any jobs here, but we often work with another company that perhaps you've never heard of and they have a job there, right? So you never know where these connections are going to connect to. And starting them off on the right foot by asking to connect giving them a little bit of context for why you're connecting and just being in general polite and friendly about it, it can't do you wrong. So those are just a couple of things that you can do to improve your LinkedIn presence. All right, so thanks for tuning in to Not Your Ordinary Girl. I hope you enjoyed it. Head on over to notyourordinarygirl.com and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Feel free to drop me a note with any topics you'd like to hear about or feedback, and please go ahead and recommend it to your friends. Until next time, remember to always stand up and be confident, stand by all that you do and say with integrity, and stand out, because after all, there's only one